Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. You're like, snooze fast. <laughs> yeah. I'm not wanting to. I was like, wait, wait, like not my jam. <laughs> no. You must have one, but you don't have to use it. So <laughs> if, don't, I don't know. Don't you own your own? <laughs> no, yes, sure. Sam? Uh, no. Sure, sure. Alyssa's new rap song, Website Woes, coming soon. Domains, <laughs> campaigns, and content. <laughs> That's right. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, Alyssa. <sighs> hey, Katie. It's, the, it's, 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 it's episode 185, Website Woes. I told Katie we really needed to come up with the correct name for this because if my favorite podcast did an episode on websites, I probably wouldn't listen You're to like, it. Snooze fast. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to. You know, and the funny thing is we've just been placeholding it as website. So it websites. didn't have a name. Yeah. And then you're like, I don't, I don't know. I think we're going to have to name it something better like Website Woes. And I said, wait a minute. That's what I titled the email when I sent it to the database yeah. to get some information from our friends. And in a way, I kind of feel like going through – so you sent out a survey. Yeah, I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> talk about that, just about the response. Okay. Well, first of all, friends, if you're not on our email list – and how do you get on Hustle Humbly's email list? If you've ever asked for like one of our resources, if you've bought a course, you're on the email list, okay? If you want to get on now – you just go to hustlehumblypodcast.com slash links, L-I-N-K-S. It's where all the links are. Oh, okay. okay. And there'll be one that's join the newsletter. Okay, oh, great. Okay. Fine. Now, here's the situation. Y'all are so good. <laughs> I sent out an email. Yesterday. Uh, yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday. So it's been t- two days. And we received 246 responses about website. We just had lunch and combed through everything. I don't even know if we read all of the responses. First of all, thank you to everyone who participated in the little survey. It was so interesting. It was five questions and I'm going to – six questions and I'm going to share them. I did not tell Alyssa the results. She was just reading the comment and question section. Yeah. So we're going to talk about – I think we should just do the results first. What do you think? Okay. But my point is, that's a lot of people. Um, And before we get too far into this, um, we are coming to you today (laughs) (laughs) as two very successful agents that don't necessarily have a or use a website. I'll... Why don't we share? Do you want to talk about your website journey before I give you the answer? Yeah, I okay. think they need some backstory on Let me us. do mine first. Okay, you go. If, of the two of us, if we wanted to call someone tech savvy, it would be me. Yes. Right? Correct. Okay. <laughs> so here's the story. I had a, you know, I was at Remax almost my entire career. Right. Okay. Started off one company, went to a very small boutique brokerage, but within the first six months, I ended up at this Remax, which provides you a franchise broker provided website. Okay. They put a lot of money into technology as do all big franchises. Like that's, um, KW has even been quoted recently as calling themselves a technology company. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the big ones are going to be like, we're going to give big. you the fanciest website you ever saw. Well, you know me, I don't underachieve. So whenever they're like, here's your website, you can do all of these extra things. I'm like, give it to me. I'm going to do that. Okay. So probably around, I want to say 2008, nine-ish. Mm-hmm. I started to get really heavily invested in my Remax website, which was at that time provided by what was called Lead Street is what we called it. I don't know what they do now, okay? They're always changing the tech. 
but you could go into your website and, you know, add extra pages about specific neighborhoods and it would pull up that neighborhood search. So what you're trying to do is basically build what they call, y'all, don't don't lose me already, long tail searches. So oh like my. if I stop. Okay, keep going. It's going to be okay. Okay. If I go to Google and I Google Baton Rouge real estate, I'm only going to get Zillow, Realtor.com, Trulia, Redfin, whatever the, the big yeah, ones. Yeah. The, the biggies are going to have all of those search terms locked down. They pay a lot of money to lock down those search terms. Okay. However, if I went to Google and typed in an actual neighborhood, I could be on the front page of Google mm-hmm. because they weren't worried about that. They're getting everyone who just types in Baton Rouge real estate. Sure. So you, a long tail search is a more specific search instead okay. of like tennis shoes it's nike shoes that are blue okay you follow what i'm saying yes, yes, yes. so it's a very specific search so i spent a lot of time hired even an assistant and a lot of <laughs> energy creating all these web searches that were each a page to a different neighborhood okay so that i could then grab emails from people who come to my website and how would i grab their emails the way the remax site was set up was they click on the house this is just a search like it would just populate the list of houses for sale there. for sale yeah. in that okay they would click on the house they would click one photo and then it would ask for their email address in order for them to see the rest of the photos did people do that yes i'm shocked people did that okay okay for years maybe more some years more than others but they did not a lot and did i turn some of them sure but i believe even then it's an under 5% turn on a cold random stranger coming to your website putting in their info and you turning them so only five percent of the people who even put in their email address were going to turn into a client how many would you get like on a good month i mean five. Oh no no like 30 to 50 oh wow but but again only five percent will ever even engage with you um I'm just, I'm surprised by that number, but keep going. So I got leads that way for years. Remember my biggest client ever lead through that site. So that's the website I used. Okay. Did I think it was pretty? No, I thought it was hideous. The site was so ugly, but it was functional. I could doctor it a little bit, Um, but it pulled all your basic information and you didn't have control. You mm-hmm. could make these extra pages, but you didn't have a ton of control. Mm-hmm. Okay. You could pick a theme, you know, they would give you different, but they were all ugly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't like it wasn't like websites today where you're like, dang, that's a good looking website. Okay. I've been gone there from for several years. I had six thousand people in the database associated with that website when I left. So all those leads. Mm-hmm. I don't have them anymore. Mm-hmm. I just let it go when I left Remax. I wasn't using it. It wasn't the way I was getting my business, and I left and went to a small firm. And currently, no website at all. And you haven't had a website for a while. Since 2020. Right. So few years, it's years. a it's a few years. So I guess my journey has kind of been all over the map. I was very invested in my website, even though I didn't pay thousands of dollars to create that. It was $35 a month. And you invested your time. Yes. So much time and learning. And was the average real estate agent at Remax doing that? No, it's Mm-mm. very tedious. The process was very hard. Even making those pages, there were a lot of steps. Like I literally had to hire an assistant to handle it. Sure. Okay. Tell me about your website journey. Okay. Um, once upon a time <laughs> in 2011, I thought I had to make my own website. I don't know why I thought that. So I spent like a whole day. Then I realized like our company has a, gr- a, a website for us. Right. So so I, why am I using – why don't I use that? I think I was doing it to make it look better. Right. Because they never look great. And I thought like, oh, I need this. I did not. You did not At that it. time. So mm-hmm. I wasted a lot of time. But then I did attend some of the training classes in my office that they give on how to make personalize your, web, your brokerage website. Okay. I thought it was very valuable information. And I could totally see how you could – focus there yeah. and see some return. Right. I never did. Right. It was not my um working hard on my website never really happened. No. Now in 2019, I had a friend of mine who made my tree logo. Right. 
when we did that, she made AlyssaJenkins.com. Which you have now. I ha- It is there. Yeah, it's, it's cute. It's I got probably, the trees. Yeah, it looks really cute. I probably need to go in and maybe like update it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if it mentions Tate. I don't know if he was born at that time. The baby did not exist. The baby did not exist at this time. I probably need to go spruce it up. Yeah. I have not had any goals set to enhance it or use it. Because your business doesn't come from it. Correct. No business. Never. Never. I have never, ever had someone message me through any of my websites, broker or personal. Okay, that's a good point. You have both. Yes, I have a AlyssaJenkins.com, Bloom, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I have AlyssaJenkins.com. That's just like the one I made. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the one I made does not have any search. Like you can't ser- search for houses on that website. Right. And that's what they call the IDX feed. Yes. So if you took the survey and had no clue what I was talking about, <laughs> the IDX feed, in order to get it on AlyssaJenkins.com, you would have to get your board Mm -hmm. to sign because ours runs the mls right to sign off and say that whoever's providing your website is approved to put the feed from the mls onto your site and it's like there's some red tape yeah and it costs money so there is a place that says like search for homes but i think if they click on it it takes them back to my ladder and bloom website right but i don't know that the consumer would use that one they'd probably just use whatever search engine they found best yeah that paid the money to be in front of their eyeballs yeah i don't think they're going to use that for searching yeah so now i will say i feel like you know when we had this on the docket to be an episode i was like like not my jam (laughs) no why do we have to talk about websites i don't have much to contribute okay um I don't. I was a little bit close-minded because I have been very successful without ever having one. Sure. So I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be the one that shows up on our podcast to say you need a website, and I'm still not. Right. However, you know, podcast therapy. <laughs> <laughs> While we were reading through these hundreds of responses, yeah, it did get my wheels turning and make me a little excited about like. Find like ways that your website could help Did you. Did it make you feel like email newsletter when we talked about that? Yeah. And then you're kind of like, yeah, yeah, I do see some value there. That's I a do. really I, good point. Yeah. Like I, I see it. I see it. Would I use it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, we'll see. We'll I, see if okay. I do anything in 2023 with it. Here's my overarching thought. I think you will do something, but, okay. but we'll see. Okay. Here is my overarching thought. Do you need, all caps, need a website? No. No. But you do need a web presence. Yes. People need to be able to Google your name and find you. Whether that is like the most bomb killer Google business page where they can see your reviews and some photos, whether that's a really nice website that tells about us about you and what you do in your business, whether that's a social media presence that is active You need a web presence. Mm -hmm. Does it have to be your website? No. Mm -mm. If your website is just the broker provided one, that's okay. If you don't have one at all, that's okay. It's just like we tell you to find your own way in business. Are you the type of person that wants to work on a website? Then do it. If you're the kind that doesn't, then don't. Write another letter to your sphere. You know what I mean? Like, yes. It, it's, it's not required to have a real estate business. And it's so funny because in the Hustle Humbly community right now, we're reading Jenna Kutcher's book, How Are You Really? Mm-hmm. And I wrote down this quote when I was reading that she said, we are the gardener of our own lives. We get to decide what we plant and what grows. We get to weed and prune as we see fit. I am not telling you to fill your days with doing. Do not feel like you always have to be doing all the things, but you do need to notice what you are doing Mm -hmm. and what you aren't doing and make sure it is what you actually need to do. Oh, wow. And I was like, wow, that's so helpful. Because the biggest thing that we don't want to do is say, I I need to go make a website. I should. Right, right. I should have a website Mm -hmm. and it should, it's another shiny thing. Yeah. That could be a great tool for some. And you need to ask yourself, is it me? How do I want to use it? Now, I will say, just sharing like my personal experience, this web, this episode has made me want to go to alyssajenkins.com and just kind of like, 
spruce it up, update it, like make it a little more like me. I don't think I would be logging in every week or month to make changes or do anything. Or like write a blog. To it. I don't yeah, I'm not gonna write a blog. Right. Um I liked the idea of some people having like their resources there. Yeah. But I prefer to email those directly to my client, not have them available right. to the public. Right. So I, t- I had some good takeaways uh-huh. and good ideas, but I and I do see the value and I do somewhat have the desire that I didn't have before to spruce up my personal website. Well, it's like um I don't remember who said this, but it's like your front it's like your it's like your front porch. Yes. Right? Like to you. It's like your home. Like if someone drives by, they need to be like, oh, that's where you live and now I know about you. Mm-hmm. I just think that it's important to have that presence because even someone who's referred to you is probably going to Google you. Yes. At the very least, they're just trying to find your phone number mm-hmm. half the time, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, someone I, said, <laughs> you must have one, but you don't have to use it. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm like, yes, yes I resonate you, with you that. You must have one. Okay, so <laughs> if by that token you're not a website person and you're not going to spend hours and hours editing, which I don't think is a good use of anyone's time, even if you are a website person, and you have a broker, you know, given one that's free, then just go edit what you yeah. can edit. Make Add a sure bio. that your picture is current. You have a bio, right? Just edit what you can. Maybe you can't change the look of it, but at least make sure the information is accurate, right? And it's so funny because, you know, that one person said, must have one, don't have to use it. (laughs) A totally different person said, I think it is 100% necessary, but does not equal success. So that begs a really interesting question. Why Why is is it necessary necessary if it doesn't equal success? I don't think any of the closings I have had would have been like, you know, Alyssa, upon further review, <laughs> right? you don't have a website. So even though you've been great to talk to, we are not using you. Yeah. But you have to wonder, too. How many? Did the people just not call you because you didn't have a website? Maybe. I don't know. I don't think that's true. But anyway. All right. If you are going to lean into social media, and then we're going to le- walk away from this topic, as your <sighs> web presence, mm-hmm. then make sure that you treat whatever, your Instagram like you would a website, what do your highlight buttons have in them? Is mm-hmm. it, you know, how to reach me, how to like work with me, what buyers, sellers, whatever, resources? Because those are like your page tabs. Yeah. Ex- treat it like your page tabs. What what pin posts do you have at the top? Do you know that you can pin a post on your Instagram? Did you know that? Um, I'm, I've noticed that people have been doing it lately. It's the top three. Yeah. And I think it's a wise decision if you're using your Instagram as your web presence. Right. Make sure those pin posts say something about your business. Okay. So I had a friend that mm-hmm. was like, I didn't know that that's what she was doing. You know, I'm like, not anyway. Okay. So, but I saw it was like this random picture, but it didn't have any caption or anything. <laughs> it was and just like a color or but something. But then I saw there was like another one. And then I saw there was another one. So I messaged her and I was like, hey, I think your Instagram got hacked because it's making these like random posts. And she's like, oh, no, I'm making things that I'm pinning. And they fit together as (laughs) like a puzzle at the top. She's like, like, give me a minute. Oh. Things are going to look good when I'm done. That's pretty funny, though. But I didn't understand what was happening. Right. Okay. And then make sure that your contact info, where you work, and your bio are as clear as possible on that, on your like social media. Yeah. Okay. We're moving on from that. Let's answer the number one question everyone asked. Do you need a house search feature on your website? No. No, I don't think you do. At all. Okay, fine. I think the consumer is going to use what is best for them individually. Yes. And like some people prefer different ways. And so they just, even our buyer rules template says, like use whatever website you find the easiest to use for you. Exactly. Okay, are you ready for the survey results? Can I read really quickly? Please. Some of these, I'll, I'll do it quickly. Some of the, <sighs> y'all should have seen us reading all of the tremendous responses. And by the end of it, I was thinking they're going to be real disappointed because <laughs> we're not going to talk about. Uh, okay, well, let's disclaim Because, <laughs> not disappointed. We are not website experts. No. I don't know all of the website services. I think what we wanted to talk about is what do you need? What don't you need? And maybe just get you started on the journey. We're not going to 
vet out every type of but i'll give you a few ideas do you want to read your things okay in your in the comments these are all things that y'all wanted more information on okay (laughs) should i write a blog what about idx integration do i even need a website what about my url my domain what about a landing page where does that go does it have a crm what about organic keywords broker sponsors versus individual where do i begin what about free versus paid how much is it stock photos (laughs) is it about my personal brand lead gen capturing leads google business what about youtube what about setup do i need to create my own what about adding links to vendors i think it provides legitimacy reviews testimonials social media resource links um what about pre-made templates how about domains campaigns content domains campaigns why do i feel like you're writing a rap song (laughs) i know i know (laughs) how do i protect my info i get spam leads bios ads scammers website builders lead magnets help Help is right. That was all. And I was going, oh, my God. We have opened the biggest can of worms. Alyssa's new rap song, Website Woes, coming soon. Domains, Do- campaigns, and content. <laughs> That's right. Domains and campaigns. Stop it. Domains and camp. That's what it'll be called. Domains and campaigns. Oh, my gosh. So Help much. us. Help, Help us. Okay. So we're going to try and answer some of these questions. Alyssa's brain is literally fried. Just yeah, I'm from not reading, answering any of these questions. Just from reading the terminology. Oh, my word. Maybe. Okay. Put a pin in it. We're going to go back and read how our 246 people responded to my questions. Okay. Okay. And the questions were, number one, do you have a website? Do you want to guess what percentage had a website? 80. 87. Oh, okay. 87% had a website. 9% said they didn't, but they wanted one. And 4% just was like, no, I don't have one. Okay. okay. I resonate with these 4%. 4%. But, but technically, you have <laughs> technically, one. Technically, I do have one. Yeah. Okay. Two, to be exact. Right. So you're twice as many websites. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you already have a website, did you create it, buy it yourself, or was it provided by your broker? Okay. Do you want to guess which percentage got it from their broker? 80. 54%. Oh. So half, a little over half, and then 46% uh, created their own. Okay. Or paid someone to do it, but it wasn't provided to them. Okay. Now, if you have a website, does it have the home search feature? So our friend, the IDX feed, (laughs) do you want to guess what percentage had a search? 30%. Ooh, (laughs) 74%. Have a search feature. Hmm. Okay. okay. And then 26% said no. Okay. Do you have a way to collect someone's email or contact info when they visit your site? Yes. I would say yes by 90%. 81% said yes. Okay. 19% said no. So 19% of our friends with websites couldn't even get someone's email if they wanted. If they wanted yeah, to. Yeah, it doesn't do that. Okay. Do you get leads directly from your website? This is the one I think people want to know. What percentage said yes, they got leads from their website? 20. 56. I can't believe it. And then 44% said no. Okay. Okay. Here's the big final question. Do you feel your website is vital to your success? Okay. 55% said no. no. So more than half uh-huh. are like, I don't feel like it's vital. It's not vital for success. See, I would have definitely answered no because I have seen success without it. Mm-hmm. But okay. I also see opportunity there. I do see opportunity. One of the questions that when I was researching this, you know, because I was kind of falling into the should trap. Right. Like, oh, of, I better oh, get on this. I should have this website. Mm-hmm. Um, the question was, do I want to spend my time there? That's a great, really great question. I would rather spend my time. You're going to take your face to face with your top referrer. Yes, right. Like, I would rather the coffee dates or volunteering or being like if I have to allocate my time in a certain way. Right now, maybe it could be worth hiring someone to like. But I'm not going to pay much. I don't think there's any harm in like your spruce up times, maybe January and June or tw- whatever, twice a year to pop over to your website. Edit, make sure you have everything current and at least have it. I, I don't see any harm in having it, I guess, is is my number one thought. No harm. It can't hurt you. Um, but here's what I do think your top five website needs are, okay? Oh, okay. So we're going to make this as simple as possible. So if you are going, if you have a website or are I, going I think to you make need, one. I, I think you need, I think you need one. 
Okay. But you don't have to have one. You must have one, but you don't have to use it. You don't have to use it. But I think you need these five things if you're going to have one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Your current, that's all caps, my friends, your current (laughs) photo. Okay. Okay. Because this is one of the comments we got from our survey. I've never looked at an agent's website because they're usually super cheesy broker developed pages with pages with a 20-year-old glamour shot. <laughs> true. <laughs> Very true. And if you don't know what a glamour shot is, Google it. Because it is wild. And I had did you have glamour shots when you were a kid? No. Do you know what that is? I do. I had them done. <laughs> like when I was maybe 15 or 16 with my friend and I'm wearing like a hat, my hair is really curled up and I've got on like this makeup and I this cannot. like leather jacket. I wish I got to find it. No, we were a blue jean overalls and white t-shirt and everyone was wearing the same thing. It was terrible. Okay, great. All right. So <laughs> you need a current photo. Number one. Number two, you need your contact info um, and and like your actual email, my friends. Yeah. What did our friends say? I can't stand when they won't just give me the email she address. Said, they should be able to see your name, contact info, and for the love of Pete, they should get your direct email address, not have to fill out a form and hope you respond later. Lenders are very guilty of this because and it must be for what I guess the company wants to track like the incoming sure. leads, but Whenever, because when I get a pre-approval letter on a listing, I always email the lender. Right. Sometimes, most of the time, finding the lender's email address is so difficult. It's like an act of Congress. I Google their name and their email. I go to their, it's never on the company website. It's like, click here to contact Blake. And I can't, and the... I've had the same trouble trying to find an agent's email before. Yeah. Like if I wanted to refer someone mm-hmm. or I was looking for a commercial agent, I'm like, why can't I just get your email address? That should not be some sort of secret information. I mm-hmm. should be able to easily get your email address. Correct. Yeah. <sighs> Because God forbid something goes down on your website and someone did put in the contact form that they wanted to talk to you about selling their house and you never even got the email about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like as if that can't happen. Okay. Here's the next thing you need. So your current info, your current photo, your bio. Hmm. Who are you and where do you work and who do you work with? Great. How long have you been doing it? Whatever you want to put in there. Love it. Need a bio. Okay. Then you need links to your social media, especially if you're active there. I think you need them either way, and you should probably have a profile. Mm -hmm. But if you're active there, make sure your links are on your web. You can have a real estate website that is a singular page. Yeah. I don't think you need more than that. Websites are going very simple these days. Super simple. Which is making me feel better about and, doing and, and kind of making me want to have one right, like we don't I'm need like, all oh. these different tabs and yeah okay um next up very important for your website reviews mm-hmm. okay even if you've got them on zillow or google or realtor.com or wherever yelp cut and paste a few onto your website your favorites then the info about your company especially whatever is required by your state because I think there's some advertising rules. Mm-hmm. So you're going to need your info about your company. And um, this is easy to change if you switch companies. Yeah. That was the other question a lot of people had. This came up so much. You know, broker versus personal mm-hmm. website. Right. You want me to tell you my thoughts? Please. Hey, friends. We are here to tell you that we have made you a freebie. A freebie. It's free. It's free. Those are my favorite ones. I know. Look, <laughs> I love a good freebie, and this one is vital. I love it. Now, I will say we have always, since episode nine, way back then, when we had our database episode, the original, had our database template for free. Yes. Okay? Yes. It is a spreadsheet. It is the column headers and some instructions on how to use it. It is not difficult. No. <laughs> but we have amped it up this year. And now there is a who do you know list that comes with your database template. So this list will really help you build your database. If you feel like you don't know who to add, how do I find people, this list gets you brainstorming about who do you already know. Right. This even works if you're brand new to your area. Yeah. So who do you know? You're going to take the list and you're like, oh, yeah. I know these people. I know 
them and mm. you're going to put them straight onto that database template and you're going to hit the ground running with your database work. It's an excellent resource. And you just have to visit hustlehumblypodcast.com slash start here. Yes, because the database is the foundation of your business. It's where you need to start. Start there. Perfect. Okay. Enjoy. Also on this just as an example, my company that I work with has been in the market for over a hundred years. Mm-hmm. We just had our centennial birthday. That's wild. A lot, not as much anymore. In 2011, when I started, I was definitely like one of the only younger people, but I was also one of the only younger people in the market. There wasn't a lot of youth like there is now. You think there's more now? A hundred percent. Yeah, I do too. But that's so, interesting. Yeah. Because I was youthful and I was like 27 when I started. That is youthful. Anything below like 30, 40. Well, probably, un- yeah, under Was 40. youthful mm-hmm. when I started. Right. Um, there was not a lot of agents on social media. Like none of that was there. Right. Whenever I started in 2011. Okay. So I was one of the younger people in my office. Whenever I joined my company, which is a huge company, I was given a website mm-hmm. that like already had my headshot on it yeah. and things. Okay, so let's take the population in my office uh-huh. that was also given that but has never used it. Right. That's why their headshot is the same. Right, because they don't even know. They're like, it's not that I don't want to update it. It's that I don't know how. I've never even used it. It was right. just there. there. It's just there. Like, right. I don't use it. Mm-hmm. So they're not actively using their website, which is why. Um, but I do think that while my – this is what I wrote down about this, that – while my clients aren't finding me online and that's how I'm getting them, right. they're probably vetting me there. Yeah. So having my broke, like I like if they Google Alyssa Jenkins, mm-hmm. my Ladder and Bloom website will come up. Sure. Which is somewhat up to date. Like I pers- I did whatever I needed to to personalize it right. however many years ago. You might need a new photo. I think the photo is okay. Okay. Um, and then, but that's it, you know. Yeah. It has the IDX feature. It's all the broker information. Mm-hmm. But then they would also find AlyssaJenkins.com, which is more personal, a little bit more about me. Yeah, I like the idea of having both if they're provided. Like right. if, if you have both, it's fine. Yeah. My One of my points I was trying to make is that if your broker just gives you one, that means someone could find it if they Google you. So make sure – don't make sure it looks okay. Right. You know, don't just leave it be. Like if it's on the someone's internet. Someone's still going to find it. Someone's still going to find it. It's on the internet. So at least put in the minimum you can't effort. ignore it. Yeah. Right. At least put in the minimum to make it look fine. Mm-hmm. Now, I like the idea of a personal website being personal for me, especially as we have entered podcast world. Yeah. Like now I can say if you're reaching out to me for something – if you need more information, like I actually have a personal website, not just for real yeah. estate, but for whatever my hobbies are. Like, right. you know, it could be for it anything. anything. Yeah. It could be anything. So uh-huh. I I kind of was like liking, kind of like when Instagram was like first a really big thing and people started taking pictures of their food. Yeah. And everyone was really weirded out by it. Like, yeah, oh, like why, why are you taking pictures of her food all the time? And now everybody does. Yeah. I kind of feel like, Pretty soon, everyone will everyone have their, will have a personal name, website. Right? Okay, Alyssa, I'm so glad you said that and came to that on your own. Yeah, you know, yes, because here's the thing, and this is really, really perfect and valuable information. Like Gary Vee would say, <laughs> everyone is a personal brand. Yeah, everyone, yeah. whether you're an entrepreneur or not. Now we're talking to entrepreneurs because they're realtors, right? But you are you. You're mm-hmm. your brand. Mm-hmm. Are you going to continue to be a realtor if you switch brokers? Yes, you're still you. You're still so. Why wouldn't you have AlyssaJenkins.com or mine's KDKCaldwell.com? Why wouldn't you have that? Right. And then if you get do anything, if you change careers completely, if you add a podcast, if you decide you want to sell your art. Whatever it is, like you want to start a book club, what at like it could just be on your website. You are a brand. You're you. You're, yeah, you're, you are your brand. So why wouldn't you have your website? So I like the idea of just making your website be you. Mm-hmm. It can have stuff about maybe you run a running club. Maybe you like 
why couldn't it just be here I am and all the facets of me? And yes, real estate is one of those facets. Yeah. I think that that's kind of where, where I got excited. Yeah. I still don't get excited when I ask myself, <laughs> like, how could I direct sellers to my website? You're like, when you start talking about domains and campaigns, you're like, oh, yeah, I like then you it. lose me. Or like, I'll tell my sellers that they can go to alyssajenkins.com slash vendors and get my vendor list. Right. I don't have that. No, no, because you're going to send it to them in an email. Personally. Along the process of you serving them. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> like you're not, oh, just go to my website. You can get everything there. Correct. Like right? I, I would rather, one, I would like them to need to talk to me directly to get value. Right. Instead of being able to bypass me. I think that's fine. I don't want them to be able to bypass me. I want them to have to come to me to get the recommendation. Agree. Now, that's a great segue into one of our friends commented that their um, favorite feature was their buyer and seller interview forms mm -hmm. so that they provide all the vitals of their situation in one place for me. Not while I'm trying. So not while I'm trying to drive or remember. So instead of taking a call. You okay, know. yeah. Okay, and if they take the time to fill it out, I know they're more serious about my time as well. Mm -hmm. I think that's great. Mm -hmm. Do I think that it's a nice to have on your website? Sure, it'd be nice if a buyer or a seller could get a guide or give you their search feature. Would I default to that? No, because I want to have the conversation. Mm -hmm. I want to develop a relationship with them. I cannot do that via a form. Is it nice to have them put something in the form so that you have that recorded and you know that they're serious? Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. I do think that then a call is what you're trying to lead to, right? Yeah. So I'm not going to put up a 14-part um, survey with all of the questions about, do you need a garage? Do you need three bedrooms? Like, tell me your whole search because that removes that conversation that we would have had. Mm -hmm. But it's, not, it's okay if you're like... Are you thinking about buying it? What, you know, in how many months? Click here. Mm -hmm. You know, give me your email and I'll get you some information. Whatever. Whatever you want the valuable information to be. I think in order to get someone's email, though, you need to be like, this is what's going to happen next. And this is how I'm going to provide you value. Correct. Even if it's like, what happens next is the call. I'll call you to schedule the call. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that those are great features for a website. Um, Someone asked, do you think adding a section on the website showing local activities would be good? Yeah, but you got to keep up with it. Right. I think that's Always. a great idea. Yeah. Is that what your like focus is going to be? Because if they go to that page and it's like from fall of last year. Right. It just – then you lose credibility. <sighs> right. That's the part where so I think you, you have to be so careful. Con uh, once again, it's consistency. What are the things that you're going to do in your business and how can you be consistent at them? Can I do this consistently well? Your answer has to be a strong yes. Right. If I was a techie person, I think this would be a really fun, exciting way. Yeah. I think it could be awesome. <laughs> I don't have that in me. So it's it's not my way, yeah. but I am a little envious of like the more techy tech savvy people out there because the possibilities like there's so many good there's ideas, so many good ideas, so many good ideas to have like the best we website ever. Right. Okay. So I had a good idea piggybacking on our newsletter episode. Why wouldn't you just take so maybe instead of committing to the local events. Maybe you take your newsletter every month that you send your email list and you just post it up as a blog post on, on your, your website. website. Yeah. Maybe it has local events that are – but that's one time you have to post every month. You're already sending it. Make it as frictionless for you as possible. Mm -hmm. If you're already committed to email newsletter and you love it and you're going to do it, well, just take that and make it be the blog post on your website. And now you're putting up – um new info the more you update a site the the better it, it, its health is yeah in your in your friend the algorithm right they like the algorithm they like when you you when you freshen it up when you change things when you put new words on there Keeps that's it all active. good right so why not do why not do that like what do you spend a lot of time on your social media strategy why can't you take a photo and the caption and make that into something on your website. Mm -hmm. Put it like a blog post. It, just repurpose the things you're already doing. Yeah, don't reinvent the wheel for no. every single thing. Or I st strongly stand by a single one-page website that is about you, like a fan basically like a deeper dive resume 
is all you need. Yeah. It's all you need. Mm. Okay. Um, what's what's next on your list of questions or thoughts? I was just thinking a lot about why I struggle with embracing a great website. And I think it's because I connect so much more to real people, like the real people side of it, face-to-face interaction. Even, and I'm the same way with social media. Right. I connect better. I love going to the office and seeing people face-to-face. You would rather serve on a committee than than make a new social media post and make friends that way. Exactly. But there's a, a ton of people out there who would much rather be behind the scenes. Well, and there's lots of consumers who communicate that way. Yes. So that's perfect. Right. Right. I think that's great. Your vibe attracts your tribe. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Um, I do think there is one other nice to have slash almost on the need column for your website if you're doing it. Hmm. And we've already mentioned it, but like how are you going to collect emails or contact info? Would this be the landing page we've arrived at the landing page okay do you know what a landing page is i do now because of my christmas card okay well tell us about your christmas card so that they understand how you figured this out okay so for my christmas card this year on the back of it i put if you would like to see our year-end review or see what our family was up to scan this code or visit bitly.com slash christmas card Whatever it was. Whatever it, it was. Okay. Y'all don't go to that website. Don't, yeah, it's not a real website. And okay. so um, so then they could scan. And mm-hmm. then the second that they put in their email address, they got an email from me with, with all the information. Photos from of the kids and like every Haven lost her first tooth. They started kindergarten, like all the things of 2022. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Did the people have a nice response? They did. I love it. It mentioned nothing about real estate. That's okay. But it was kind of a good tester to see, like, d- would people understand? So let's back it up because they're like, well, I still don't get what a landing page is. Okay. You had the code. Yes. When they scanned the code, they had to put in their email address. Mm-hmm. And then that took them to your info, which was basically the landing page was where they put in their email address. Yes. And then they ended up getting your email. So the landing page is where you capture capture their information. Right. Mm-hmm. That's like when we were talking about in database, uh-huh. how if you wanted to commute, if you're trying to build your email list or build your database by saying, hey, if you would like a copy of my vendors list, just go to alissajenkins.com slash vendors, which is not a real website. And then it would <laughs> put in your your name and email and you would just be emailed a copy yeah. of my vendors list. Yeah. And it costs them nothing. Right. And now they have a piece of real valuable information. And you have their email. And you have their contact we information. We have mutually gotten a benefit. You right. got their email. They got the info. Everyone is happy. Okay, maybe you don't have a website and you're like, oh, dang, but I want one of those landing pages. How do I get emails? Hmm. Did you know you could have a landing page without a website? Interesting. I'll tell you two ways to do that. First way, do you have an email service provider? So MailChimp or MailerLite or whatever your Flowdesk, they, most of them have the capability to make you a simple landing page. Okay. Okay. So let's just say you're social media savvy. You want to share on your Instagram that you have a buyer guide. You're going to say, you know, go to the link in my bio. Well, the link is going to take them to the landing page that you set up in your email service provider. So MailChimp. They put in their email. And then they're going to get an email from you that's the whatever buyer guide. Now you've got their email in MailChimp and they've got their buyer guide. Mm -hmm. And next time you go to send your newsletter, they're already in your database. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you can do your landing page there. You can also do a landing page, I believe, for free on Canva. Hmm. I haven't done all the steps, but um, Marky was talking about that. And you can set up a landing page that is, it's going to have like a Canva gobbledygook link, right? It'll look pretty though. Okay. And they'll put in their info and it's going to, you're going to get their email. Perfect. Easy peasy. And then Canva stores the email for you like a database? I guess it must send it. I don't know. I don't know the back end of it. Okay. But you got to get it somehow. So I use MailChimp Uh for my Christmas card. Right. So it was unrelated to my website. 
It wasn't right. through, none of that was through my website. Yeah. I basically just had a, a landing page for my Christmas card. So when they went and scanned the QR code and it was like, hi, what's your email and name? After they entered it, MailChimp just ma- stored right. it. It's there now. Mm-hmm. And so then they got my Christmas card. I love it. Hmm. Okay. So okay. that's interesting. Um, obviously, we've talked about a few of the different items of value you could use, but a vendor list is a good one. Weekend events, new home buyer or home seller guides, how to prep for showings. I mean, any no- how to stage your house. You could have a an item of value of anything. Right. And if you're trying to get that certain type, maybe you want more sellers. So maybe your item of value is staging checklist. Mm-hmm. Easy peasy. Yeah. Okay. Um, it could be something you already have and use all the time, but you're just making the public aware of it. Yeah. Like, hey, if you're thinking about selling and not sure where to start. Right. C- or like every here. time I get a new home buyer, I give them my steps to making a purchase through the eyes of me, like in our market, working with me, these are the steps. Yeah. Easy peasy landing page. Like, yeah. Why couldn't it could that be, be anything? Your, anything. So just figure out what your item of value is based on what your goals are. Right. Okay. Do we want to try and answer a few questions? There were so many friends, <laughs> and I know that we are not, Alyssa's joking and reading all those terms and words and things. We're not going to get to all your questions. I do want to say that. I get bogged down easily and find it very tedious and frustrating to follow a lot of directions and and basically edit a website. Yeah. Like that is not fun for me. Even when I did it on my Remax when I hated it, there was like 50 steps to adding one new page. It was hard. Mm -hmm. I didn't like it. Our Hustle Humbly website is being hosted through ShowIt now, S-H-O-W-I-T dot co, ShowIt. I like it. It took a little learning. Everything does. But you can drag and drop and move your page. It was easy. It's pretty easy to utilize. Now, you go to show it. I think the main program is $24 a month for them to host your website. You can get a template there. Now, they have very good-looking templates. I will say, when you were showing me... I was like, I like how all these look. They are, Now, some of them are $700 and some of them are $130. So you can get a template for under 200 bucks and host it for $24 a month. Now, Jay was like, well, you know, Wix and Squarespace will host it for free. So those are other web development apps that mm-hmm. you could go and host and build your website on and are cheap. GoDaddy will do it. We had some responders of the survey say they use Real Geeks. Um, someone mentioned Easy Agent Pro. Uh, you have a WordPress. One of the things we noticed when we were looking up all of this is that if you Google how to make a website or get a website, the number of services are endless. Uh-huh. But the ones that are very real estate specific usually include some sort of CRM. Yeah. And which we've never been a fan of or needed just because we're very simple. Right. We prefer the spreadsheet or just something very, very simple. Right. And if you've taken the database course, you know we basically teach a email collection system. Yeah. Like we're telling you to go get whatever, MailChimp, Mm -hmm. for instance, Mm -hmm. and have a place where you're collecting email addresses and then your spreadsheet template. Well, you can easily do that and get like a cheap, free Wix or Squarespace site that's a single page because you don't need the CRM feature. Right. Right? Right. Okay. But there are so many websites out there just for realtors. So it's like hard to know which one. I know. And I don't think you need all those bells and whistles. I don't either. I just, we want you to have a nice home like front door on the internet, right? Yeah. It doesn't need to be. Welcome to my porch. This is just the porch. They're never going to look inside. They're just going to drive by. Yeah. How does it look? Can we find you? Do we know where you are? Yeah. Okay. Some of the comments from our survey were having trouble understanding the value of having a website. Mm -hmm. I can see where I sometimes have that same feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. One person said they got leads from their site, but only because they paid for Google ads. And we had other people ask about Google ads. Friends, we are not experts on Google ads, no Google analytics, any type of like, how do you see how much traffic has been to your website? Maybe if you guys enjoy this episode, we could have a website 
expert on, but I think with everything else that we teach and talk about, we're not trying to get super in the weeds here. Yeah, we want to keep it very simple. What is the easiest way that you could have a web presence in less than 24 hours? Yes. I don't and look good. I don't need you to go then, why, okay, well, how many people were on my website? How long did they stay on this page? Where did they click after that? That's a lot. There are more important things That's to your business. That's not how you sell real estate. So I had written down, real estate is a people business. Right. So getting in the weeds with the behind the scenes, you know, IDX and URLs and domains and campaigns. <laughs> She's back on her rap song. Like it, you have to at some point ask yourself, am I using my time wisely? Right. Am I enjoying this? Is it helping my business? Otherwise, let's take a break from it. Yeah. You know, get some space, yeah. some clarity and direction. Right. You don't have to have every bell and whistle. No. You don't need any of it at all. I guess what we're here to say is, good news, you don't even have to have a website if you don't want to. You don't have to do that. No. You can be a very successful agent with no website at all. You really can. For sure. Okay. This person said they had a website provided by their broker and did not see the value. So they canceled it once it became, once it switched to where they had to pay for it on their own. So look, if you got a free site, use it. If you decide that if for some reason you have to start paying for it and there was no like return, well, I think try that's a very wise way to look at it. Yeah. If it's free, it hurts nothing. Just make sure your content, your profile mm-hmm. picture and information is up to date. If you're paying for it, if you're not using it, Trim the fat. Yeah. Get rid of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I even think you had said in a lot of ways, social media is the new agent website. Yes. Like a lot of people are using that to Look, understand who their agent is. So if your bio doesn't show what city you work in, you have a problem. Mm-hmm. Houston, we have a problem. We have a problem. You need – they need to be able to be – if you're not using hashtags that are local to you, like – Baton Rouge Realtor or whatever, like then it's make it so that people can find you. And if that's where people are, that's where they're going to look for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. This person said, um, do I think the website is 100% necessary for success? No. Do I think it's beneficial as a local agent to be Googleable? Googleable. I like it. <laughs> yes. My website is nothing fancy, but I do offer free resources and I try to make it more of an inside look to my resume. Yes. Love that. Features, yes. reviews, my credentials, more about me and my company. You could put that too. That's perfect. So I think that makes sense. Um, okay. We've already talked about IDX. I will say quickly, there is an amount that this cost. I feel like the the years that I had it was maybe like a couple hundred dollars startup to get it approved. And then there's like a monthly fee. Okay. Okay. I believe our MLS, y'all don't quote me on this. It was like 20 bucks a month or something. But you could pay for that indefinitely mm-hmm. until you remove the IDX feed from your website. Wow. So if you want to take your $20 a month and take your best client to coffee, Maybe, maybe that you, would be maybe better you for don't your business. need the search feature, okay? Not when they have so many places that they could search. Right. Um, okay, we did have a question asking specifically about their bio. What to add, include, and use? It says, mine is generic and I dislike it wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly <laughs> dislike my bio. I don't like it. What do you think you need in a bio? I don't know. This is your area. I feel like a bio is a whole nother website, a whole nother episode. Yeah. I mean, like, in agent systems, don't you? In your bio, I would say here's some good tips because whether you're new or a veteran or however long you've been around, this is great. Why do you sell real estate? Mm. Why did you get into real estate? Um, How is it, what is it like working with you? What type of clients do you focus on? Is it, Second home buyers? Is it first time buyers? Is it buyers and sellers in a certain zip code? Tell me where you work. Mm -hmm. In your ideal world, where would you work? It's okay. Someone might come there and not be that person, but that doesn't mean they're not going to work with you. Um, You know, what is your background? Where were you before? Why does your restaurant management experience help you in your real estate career? Whatever. Just like some stuff about you. Do you have kids? Mm. Do you like to paddleboard? Make it feel like I know that you're a human and not a robot. Right. Right? Right. Okay. So that's some bio stuff. Um, Okay. Everyone asked 
so I mean, so many questions. I know, yeah. I, like, is it merely a web presence about me site for lead capture, providing resources to said leads, listing info, IDX? They're curious what they utilize their website the most for. I think for me, my goal will be that my website just shows who I am. I think that's the best goal. And I think, I know Chelsea mentioned this, but there have been several people that I heard like when they were discussing what are the trends for 2023. Yes. And it's all about the personal brand. Right. Like focusing, like hyper focusing on your specific things. Yeah. Like you have a corgi. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it's very specific to To me, to you. Right. Because you're trying to attract your tribe. Your vibe will attract your tribe. Yes. You want people to say, oh, I have got to work with her. I love corgis. Yes. And in the same way that they feel that way about social media, Mm -hmm. it's the same thing with your internet presence. I just really think that you have already hit the nail on the head with you're you, you're your own brand. AlyssaJenkins.com is going to be AlyssaJenkins.com, whether you're at Ladder and Bloom or some right. other office or not a realtor at all. Like, picture it that way. Who are you as an overall human? And I was even thinking like, well, I don't I don't think my broker website matters that much because I don't see myself going anywhere. But like they, what if they get bought? What if your company gets bought? Oh, or okay, good. Like something could happen outside mm-hmm. of your control. So many people asked, well, a couple, at least a few people asked how to protect their information. Mm-hmm. Y'all, if your broker provides your website and your CRM and the email collection of your website, and, the, and basically if tomorrow you decided to change brokers and your email address and all of that was provided you by your broker. You would have a lot of work to do. And if you didn't think it through on the front end, you could lose a lot. Mm-hmm. You could lose all those emails. You could lose all of like all of your all transaction follow up. Even what if your broker has control? And and look, that's a double edged sword. Your broker is typically shouldering the expense and providing you these things, right? Yeah, your website or your you know transaction management or your CRM. That's great. But if you're not thinking that through and you go make a change or they get bought out or they switch services. How many times have you heard they change the tech at a big franchise and everyone starts like losing their mind? Oh, I've I've experienced it. Right? <laughs> Several times on different aspects. Or they're like, hey, guess what? We're changing to Skyslope. Get all your stuff in there. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you don't have control. So it is like, great, you got that for free, I'm doing my air quotes for working there, but it also means you're at their mercy, changes could happen. And if you want to make a change, wouldn't it be better if you're like, well, my website's fine. I'm in control of that. Yeah, that's my personal website. My email list is fine. I'm in control of it through whatever, MailChimp. You know, like my database is fine. It's on my spreadsheet. Right. Nobody is going to steal anything from or keep anything of mine when I go somewhere else. Yeah. Just and if you're thinking, oh my God, I don't, I'm not in control of anything that's mine, it's okay. Deep breaths. <laughs> you're gonna be just fine. It's just like when we were doing Google business profiles in our in community, people have lost their whole Google business profile and all of their reviews because it was associated with their broker given email. And when they switched brokers, they they forgot and they, they didn't, didn't change update it. That, yeah. And it just poof goes away. You can you can pre-prepare for this. But if you're new and you're just setting this stuff up, you want to own you. You're really in the ideal situation. <laughs> yes. And you're your own business, y'all. I don't know how many times I could say this, whether you realized it when you got into real estate or not, your broker isn't your boss. I've shared this story before. I'll share it again. I have some clients that have bought eight or nine houses with me. They're investors. Friends of mine, we went to school together and they're hilarious. Okay. Okay. But I was trying to prove a point and I was talking to a friend of mine that knows them too because she was stressing about, I don't know, like how to brand myself and should I make a big announcement that I'm switching brokerage? Oh, right, right. Mm -hmm. I said, I want to show you something. I'm going to text Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Sam, what company am I with? Uh, 
Hmm. Don't I don't know. Don't you own your own? <laughs> no, yes, sure. Sam. <laughs> I no. Sure I'm with Ladder of Bloom. He's like, oh yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't It now, doesn't matter to them. It doesn't matter. It it's doesn't not matter. A, it's not a big a, as big of a deal as we think it is. Well, because in your case, which is fun, because you kind of got to see that world what because you didn't you went from being a CJ Brown to Ladder and Bloom. It was just a change of name. It wasn't yeah. like you left the company. Yeah. So for those who don't know, my company used to be called CJ Brown. But then on every business card, every logo under it, very small, it said a Ladder and Bloom company. Mm-hmm. Well, it got to where there was too many different names, like Vanny and Romero, a Ladder and Bloom company. Right. That they were like, y'all, we just- Because they had acquired all these other offices. Yes. And they acquired C.J. Brown in 1928. <laughs> it's so, been a minute. So we had been C.J. Brown, a Ladder and Bloom company- for the whole time, basically. For the whole time. Oh, my. Tedious. So nobody bought us. The company just said, okay- we are just going to go under the Ladder and Bloom umbrella. But it changed. I, I got a new email. Mm-hmm. It changed our website. Your, your branding. Everything. All of it. Everything. Yeah. But on my AlyssaJenkins.com personal website, all I had to do was go in and change the part that said the name of your CJ company. Brown yeah. to Ladder and Bloom. I had to do nothing else. Right. It was so easy. Right. Thankfully, when they made that switch, they – the email change affected me none. If somebody emailed at cjbrown.com, it still, it still came yeah. straight to me. Like they made it very seamless. You, I had, you had broker change light because yeah, they were yeah. doing it for you. They, they were did, doing They it. didn't want you to lose anything. Now, if you do a real broker change. Yeah, like if I was leaving the company, <sighs> that would take months and months of figuring out. So some people did ask, is a website that's separate from a CRM important or should I use this or that? They've listed a billion different ones. Mm -hmm. I think that what we're trying to say here is you want to own as much of your business assets as you can Mm -hmm. under your name. Yes. Utilize the things you get for free from your broker, but have a plan in place if you are going to change and remember, okay, well, they were providing my website. I'm going to go get my own website. They were providing my CRM. I better download all my addresses. They have my – like, just – you are your own business. You have to pay taxes that way. So you might as well act like it. Yeah. Right? Keep all your stuff. I mean. Even when we were doing the Google business in the community, when you said, like, you don't own your Realtor.com reviews. No. If Realtor.com shuts down, the reviews are gone. Right. I have since copy and pasted all of my reviews you onto like, a Google document because I was like, I never thought about this. Well, right. I and I had never just did. always been cutting and pasting them from the jump. So yeah. they're all in one place. But – and that's how you get them onto your personal website. If you've got right. them on the dock, easy peasy, you just go grab them. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like that's all we have about website. But what I love is that at first I was like not excited about mm-hmm. this topic. Then I was very overwhelmed by this topic. Right, right. And then I was like, wait a second. I don't have to let all this overwhelm me because I, I was feeling pressure to come on here and add all of this value. But then I thought, you know – I would find it valuable (laughs) if someone came and gave me permission to say, hey, it's okay if you don't want to use your website. So you know what this was? Our favorite thing. Podcast therapy. It's just another mindset episode. It's all about your mindset. It's always about mindset and consistency. Yes. It's always whatever it is. So you're right. We didn't teach anyone what – SEO strategies are. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no. But we've given them permission to figure out what's right for them as Mm -hmm. far as their website goes and hopefully maybe have a simple answer to a quick, easy one. Yeah. Okay. I can't wait to see what you do with your website. Oh, that's a lot of pressure. What if I do nothing? Well, they won't know the difference. Okay. But I'll be (laughs) excited to see it. Right. ready for a toast? I'm going to go fix mine up. Mm Mm-hmm. Because maybe they're going to go look at it. Yeah. This will be. If you are in the Hustle Humbly community <laughs> this week, we do plan to like ask you to show your, we'll, we'll start a thread in the Facebook page yeah, to look at websites. each other's websites. I know. Because- we looked at some of yours because you put it in the comments on the, um, uh-huh. and they were good. They were good. We looked at Cole's was good. Cole's was we looked so at good. Robin Bruno's. Hers mm-hmm. was good. Yeah. So you guys don't overthink your website. Don't overthink it. I appreciated Kohl's because most male agents, you go to their website and it's very like suit and tie and unapproachable. And Kohl's was so friendly. He looked like he was fun and friendly. Yeah. That's who I would want to help me buy my house. That's He would be my choice. You'd be like, oh, that guy looks fun and friendly. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. 
oh, he's a runner. I'm a runner. Right? Oh, cool. He gets on my house. For the record, I am not a runner. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you be you're a runner, not me. Oh, okay, man. great. We're on to our toast. Wow, you guys with the big names. Okay, good news. Jill Smith, I can pronounce. Great, that. Jill. Thank you, Jill Smith. I'm not sure where Jill Smith is, but she is toasting to Tiffany McCow. M-E-K-K-A-O-U-I. Okay. Keep going. Tiffany Macau. Sorry, Tiffany. I know that's not right. Okay. Tiffany is a new agent broker at our office. I have only been an agent for less than two years, so I use her often as a resource. Oh, she's the new agent broker. Like, she takes care of the new agents. Oh, I see. I see. I, I, could, I didn't know what that meant. Okay. So I use her often as a resource when I encounter something new. She's available to answer our questions and help us every step of the way. <laughs> I have no idea how she has so much patience, but all of the new agents appreciate her so much. Thank you, Tiffany, for being the calm when I feel frazzled Aww. and one of my biggest cheerleaders when I succeed. Oh, that's so sweet. So cheers to Tiffany. Thank you to Jill. I don't know where they are, but I hope y'all are having a wonderful day. Yeah. Um, okay, everyone, go, uh, you know, edit your website. <laughs> just make sure your picture's up to date. You'll or be fine. Or just be like, I'm ne- <laughs> or maybe just say, I'm never worrying about my website again. Never. I don't want one, and I'm not going to, I don't care. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, goodbye, friends. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye.